welcome to Bad Dog Comedy TV. It's live comedy on YouTube, and you're watching a live recording of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, presented by the Sonar Network. Now give it up for the hosts of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, James Hartman and Michael Belazzo. everybody and welcome to another edition of the landlord and tenant pod mess the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question can a landlord and tenant be buddies hi everybody i'm one of your hosts i'm landlord james and i'm your other co-host and my name is tenant michael as huge as as per huge i love that uh, wow saying. you're not usually a slang guy mm-hmm. all right we got a, got a nice comment there you know <laughs> Mike, isn't it our two personalities? Yes. Look at our backgrounds. I've got this gorgeous bedroom in my loft, condo, beautiful. I got plants. I got all sorts of clothes. clothes? Yeah, yeah I can't even clothes. fit them in my closet. Walk in, obviously. Yeah. And then we look at Mike's background, gray wall. Gray wall, but it allows me to concentrate. I don't need all the bells and whistles that you have. Uh, I don't want people, quite frankly, to know what I own or where I am. Um, all I need is a, a gray wall and a, my nice glass of water. It's almost like you are being held hostage by a paramilitary organization. Imagine if a gun came in just off cam, like off the from the side there, and then I started like blinking in a weird pattern, and uh, <laughs> it was like I was being held hostage by a maniac. And then, yeah. as I'm trying to communicate a, an SOS, the trigger is pulled, and my. There's uh, the the wall's not so gray anymore. It's very red. You know what? That reminds me of the show Dexter, because he would always investigate blood spatter. And you know, Mike, I think you would really create some interesting spatter if that was ever to happen to you. <laughs> Put a canvas back there. Have you seen some of this modern art that goes for Ugh. a lot of money? Uh, you blow your brains out onto the, the canvas, and it sells at Sotheby's for uh, you know and. $20 million. It might be a good investment for you to get somebody to come over and do that to you and then sell it, you know, for, yeah, lots of money. We got a What's comment it? here from Red Red Way, who's watching us live, saying, missing the Christmas wreath. Jay? Yes, on the when we did a yes. uh, Christmas time show, Mike had a wreath taped to his empty gray wall. Yes. Of course, it's now February 15th, so if I still had that wreath up, I, you know, I would be... A madman. Uh, so it's it's been put away with my Christmas tree and all the Christmas decorations and all my Christmas outfits and stuff. But uh, rest assured, it'll be back next year for more fun. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, fans. Twitter's yeah. Duncan, I don't know, one of our fave listeners, uh, wants to know what types of pants we're each wearing. Hmm. Does um, this qualify as, before you reveal, mm. does this qualify as harassment? I feel okay with it, but it's up to you. I don't know. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with them asking that question. Um, okay. I'm. I, I guess I'm cool if you are. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing uh, my uh, typical Monday night pants. I'm wearing my leather pants. Uh, I tend to go black or purple if it's kind of fun. And so tonight's a big event. I'm wearing my purple leather pants and uh, extra tight, please, because uh, people always enjoy seeing what God gave me. Not that I believe in God, but. Uh, what about you, Mike? If he does exist, you want him to know what you're packing, is I think what or you're she. trying to say. Um, yeah. I'm wearing some uh, some khakis that have extra pockets for all my... It's like um, 
each layer of pockets has different things. So I have some food supplies, I have a flashlight, I have batteries, I have Kleenex, I have medication, and I have a little book. And uh, yeah. A little book? <laughs> yeah, a little book. Like a little black book? Like No, it's just like a little, like a shrunken down little novel. It's a Charles Dickens novel, <laughs> uh, hard, t- hard Times. It's sort of like a little tiny, uh, yeah, that's mm. what I have. Anyway, um, but this is exciting. We've started off with a bang here, talking about our pants on this live stream with Bad Dog Theater and the Sonar Network. It is fun. It's fun doing this. I hope people like, you know, some probably a lot more people are going to be listening to this later as a podcast, but it's fun to do it yes. live. We've got comments. We've got, you know, action. Yeah. And there's a sense of um, almost a sexiness Wonder. because of the danger, oh. because we're live streaming this. When we record, pre-tape something, I might, we might say horrendous things but you can always edit yeah. them out yes. if we mess up now we're done for because it's we're being live for. streamed so it's basically like snl you know when uh who mm. was it jenny slate i think on her first sketch she ever did she said the f word live uh live from new york and you know that must have felt awful so we're in the same we're on the same tightrope that uh miss slate was all those years ago very true yeah. um well maybe we should uh talk about about our Valentine's Day. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, Mike. The day where l'amour, l'amour runs uh, wild. Yes, yesterday was Valentine's Day. I guess all of our viewers, I'm sure you're recuperating uh, in <laughs> one way or another from the Feast of St. Valentine. Um, we're going to talk about our Valentine's Day experiences. Feel free to sound off in the commies about your <laughs> Valentine's Day experiences. Cool. Uh should I go first, James? I had quite a yeah, quite an I, I unusual mean, one. Really? Okay. No, I'm dying to hear yeah. about your Valentine's Day. So uh, we're all under lockdown right now here in, in Toronto. Mm. Um, so what can you do? You can't do much. Well, I did this. I had a romantic Valentine's Day VR experience. Okay. Wow. Did was it with a date or? It was with a date and quite a date. See, basically, uh, what I participated in is a guided VR tour that lets you have a virtual date with anyone from history. Basically, anyone. So I chose, of course, favorite actress, Christina Ricci. Okay, so you you did a guided VR Valentine's Day tour with Christina Ricci. Yes, it was like a tour date kind of thing. You, you pay $250, you have to do a background check, and then you spend the entire evening dining and dancing with Christina Ricci or whoever you choose. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did. It was just me and a bunch of the other single men from around the world who signed up for this uh, VR date, basically. Interesting. So yeah. did you talk to Christina Ricci or... Well, there were 30 men, uh, basically. So picture 30 men wearing those VR helmets, and there was one uh, Christina. So it was a bit hard to get a word in edgewise every now and then, because we're all like, oh, Christina, look at me. Mm. Right? And uh, Mm. so I asked her, I think, two or three things over the five hours. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember what you asked? I said, how do you do it? Uh, I meant, like, how do you, how do you, how how do you? How are you so amazing? Um, I asked her some questions about the Adams Family movies and uh, yeah, just what it's like, what it's like to be a child actor and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was hard first date stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know, at first I was annoyed because there were so many other darn 
guys yeah. there, you know, uh, making eyes at her and asking her questions. And I felt, you know, I paid some good money here. Yeah. I wish I had more time with Christina Ricci. But uh, in the end, after like three or four hours, I realized Christina Ricci was only part of this VR experience. And the best thing I took away from this was that I got to make friends with all these other single men from around the world who are also fans of Christina Ricci. So we are, you know, we started a Facebook community. Uh, we text and message and send each other uh, memes and gifts all the time now. And it's really, that's the kind of thing you wouldn't get during a normal Valentine's Day. You know, the friendship of 29 other single men from around the world. Who all paid $250 to do a virtual reality date with Christina Ricci. Yes, you've you've hit the nail on the head there, James. And um, just before we wrap this up, uh, I just want to tell you, we call ourselves the uh, the Ricci Militia. <laughs> okay. That's, I mean, that's that's kind of violent sounding. I don't know. The oh, Ricci but Militia. the thing is, the thing, the thing is, James, my boy, we couldn't be less violent if we tried. You know, very few of us are armed. We preach peace. And uh, we just want everyone to live in harmony. Uh, before I go, shout out to members of the Ricci Militia, Atticus, Remy, Dragomir, and Hero. Okay, interesting. So, so you, you, you th- at first had a kind of a disappointing Valentine's Day date because there were so many other men virtually on your evening with Christina Ricci and it ended up having a silver lining for oh, you. I was pissed at the beginning. But by the mm. end, you know, fast forward five hours later, big goofy grin. Yeah. <sighs> um, oh, How was your Valentine's a, Day? Oh well, not bad. Um, not bad. I just want to say here, uh, uh, we've got Donovan Woods. Uh, I think Juno oh. winning songwriter Juno, and yeah, performer. and he's asking, does Michael believe in God? Yes, the uh, the, the Catholic God. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh. So we're talking about my Valentine's Day now, right? <laughs> Um, yes. So it's an interesting comparison and, because here you are talking about your Valentine's Day. You spent all this money. You went on a sort of date. Um, yeah, I decided not to do that this year. Um, I decided, you know what? I'm so fortunate. I'm so lucky. Why don't I give back this Valentine's Day, the holidays? You know, why don't I just give the hell back? So, yeah, I actually stayed home and. I actually raised money for charity. Wait, am I did did an alien come in and snatch your body and replace you with a good person uh who is a philanthropist? This is very out of character for you, James. It's nice to hear you're you're yeah. giving back to the community. You know, I just thought I'm so lucky, like I should be doing this and it's the holidays and I don't need to go on some sexy date or go to uh, Oasis Aqua Lounge sex club. Um, or, or anything like that, I, yeah. I should give back. So, you know, I stayed in all Valentine's Day. I was doing cold calls, calling people to try to no. donate money to charity. Yeah, I was just like out there trying to get people to give their money. And um, wow. yeah, I don't know. I just felt like well, it was the right thing to do to charity. Yeah. May I say Thank good you. for you. Congratulations. Thank you for doing charity. Can I just ask what kind of um, what kind of charity is this? What are you raising all that uh, money for? Um, yeah, it's a pretty good cause. We're uh, raising money for charity for uh, a company that is creating uh, the first male Sibian machine 
Um, so it's it's exciting, and uh, we just need some more startup money. So, you know, I was cold calling people, trying to gauge their interest. You know, could you donate money to this, to this, and and we can really get this male Sibian machine going. The and okay. Thank you. So, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what the what the Sibian machine is from from yeah. some clips from from Howard Stern and other and other places. Dot, dot, yes. Dot. Yeah. Um, and you're you. This is something you want to be involved in. The male well, you know, Sibian. there's a Sibian machine, which is this big machine that women can sit on, and it sort of, you know, gets them off. Um, <laughs> but there's never been a male Sibian machine, so we're kind of. You know, I I'm, I'm right. sort of a big investor in this, and uh, it's kind of right. a big machine that it's kind of got a saddle. It's kind of like a saddle, like this female Sibian machine, but there's a basically a, like a flashlight attached to it somehow. We're not too sure in the details, but um, you know, we see it as a revolution. Like this is going to replace, you know, those sort of like electronic bowls they have in the old tiny bars. This is going to yes. replace that. Yeah. This is going to be a showpiece. You're going to be able to put it in your living room, have company over. Someone hops on the male Sibian. You know, it it's. It's a it's a good cause that we're raising money for here. So interesting. I uh, I didn't see that coming, uh, sir. Uh, how much money did you raise for this charity? Um, we're still in the process. I got an older lady who to donate about five hundred dollars. Um, wow. We were a little unsure if she understood what it was, but regardless, it's it's char- it's charity. It's money towards it. So. It's helpful. We got a comment here from Adrian Gunn. Thank you. It's about time. We can't wait to get you up when this yeah. is, you know, in production. We'll, we'll be getting you a male Sibian. Uh, 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 get his credit card information, James. Yeah, I, w- I wish. You know? Put it in the chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that sounds interesting. Um, I'll and ha- it's charity. To- yeah. Which is good. Hey, no charity's ever done anything bad. So you have my full support. Uh, it sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. I mean, it is a. It is a. It is a business. A business I'm mm-hmm. investing in. But you know, that is a charity in a way. Yeah. So, have you ever? Now, this is a bit of. I'm a little. I'm pulling back the curtains on on our lives here. Have you ever, uh, for real, uh, ridden one of those bar uh, bucking broncos? I never have. I never have. I always thought that's fucking child's play. When I see really? it. Yeah, I usually met a bar with a girl, and I'm like, that's a fucking joke. You should see the actual horses I ride in my ranch. Uh, Have you? Uh, I did once at a bar in Montreal, and I fell off almost immediately. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know who I don't know who enjoys them. Actually, I don't know. I guess it's uh... (sighs) listeners. Great, great, (laughs) (laughs) this is a great riff. (laughs) Great riff there, Mike. I mean. Can we? Can we, we've got Michael Mangiardi here from Sonar. Is it possible to edit that and get a video clip of that segment, and we could tweet it out yeah. and try to go viral? Or if I isolate that clip and put it out there, I mean, the servers <laughs> that hold our episodes are going to catch on fire. Uh, oh boy! Yeah. Um. Well, that's good. It sounds like we both had a good Valentine's yeah. Day. Um. Our comment section couple- is going bananas. I once saw a couple uh, in a bar doing it in a photo booth in the corner. That's a more interesting story than um, you did for real. The bulls, yeah. So was it like at the end of the night or something? Not particularly. No, it was just the, the curtain. The two people went into uh, the photo booth, pulled the curtain back, and then slowly but surely, everyone in the bar sort of noticed that uh, something uh, more than photo taking was happening wow. inside the photo booth and when they came out everyone applauded 
um, as if they had just, you know, uh, won an Olympic event or something. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I went to the movies with my friend Brian in Brampton in probably the late 90s, and I, I'm 99% sure a guy was getting a hand job in front of us. And what so, movie was it? Oh, I don't remember, but it was weird because so, it was the afternoon and there were very few people in the theater and we were both teens. So if it was 1990, let's do some... No, 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 no. Late 90s. It was probably 1999. 1999. Or 96. So it, 96. Could it have been um, Dumb and Dumber? Could it have been... What were big movies in the late 90s? Could it could have, have been, been Armageddon. Could have been Twister. Been... <laughs> he was getting a Twister, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Let's say it was Twister, because that's fun. Maybe it was the scene where the, the cow is picked up by the, uh, the Twister. Imagine if that Yes, was that'd be yeah. a weird moment to be like, oh, I'm in unbelievable ecstasy. Oh, man, I'm looking at a cow flying. Yeah. yeah. Could be Con Probably Air. Con Air. Great Could flick. have been Con Air. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, um, good introduction. Sounds like we both had good Valentine's Day. I'm pretty Beautiful happy about Valentine's that. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Now, this is pretty exciting, Mike. Now, if you're an American listener, um, you may not know this. I think you guys call today President's Day or some total BS. Yeah. Uh, but us here in Ontario, we call today Family Day. It's a big holiday here. Uh, it's called, yeah. it's, it's, it's just called Family Day. It's a day to be with your family. It's and the most sacred day on the Ontario calendar. It yes. is. And yeah, maybe this holiday hasn't gone back hundreds of years or anything like that, but it has gone back around 10 or 15. So, uh, so we thought, yeah. hey, what if we talk to the fucking guy who came up with this holiday, Family Day, who put it into, into law here in Ontario? How great would yeah. it be to get that insight about what Family Day is? Yeah. You know, Christmas, if, if you want to learn about Christmas, you talk to Jesus Valentine's Day, you want to learn about that one, you talk to uh, St. Valentine or that little Cupid guy. Um, the only person to talk to about Family Day is the damn creator of the holiday, and he's going to join us right now. Without any further ado, please welcome former Ontario Premier Dalton McGinty. Dalton. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Now, Dalton, we we just have you over phone line here. We couldn't. I guess you don't have uh, Zoom access where you are or whatever. Yeah, after after the the gas plant scandal, man, like people always looking for where I am. So I just got lay low. I got a little. I got a little payphone that I go to, and you know, so it is what really? it is, right? Well, well, we do appreciate you uh, you joining us and. Uh, uh, happy Family Day! I can't believe I'm saying that to the yes. damn guy who made it up. Best day of the year, guys. This is this is my Easter, guys. This is a wonderful day for me and the rest of the McGinties around the world, guys. This is I'm really proud of this holiday I made. So, well, tell us about what what you know psychotic fit made you come up with this day. What made you think of a day? For the family as a whole. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, it's me, Kathleen Wynn, Bob Ray. You know, we're just sitting at a coffee shop near Queens Park, and right. and, and you know, we're just we're just spitballing ideas there. It's kind of like uh, the one Seinfeld episode where they're thinking of like little shows that they could make. You know, like this could be a show, this could be a show, this could be a show. You know, so I was like, yeah, I had my cup of coffee. I was like, drinking coffee day. That could be a show, right? 
Right. And the, and the, and the Kathleen Wynn, uh, she's, uh, she, she cleans her glasses a bit. She's like, cleaning glasses day. Like, for all the people who have spectacles, that could be a, that could be a holiday, right? You know, that she's saying that. I meant holiday, not show. And then Bob Ray, you know, he's combing his little white hair. He's like, uh, combing, combing hair day. That could be a holiday, right? And then, and then, uh, and then I, I, I look, I look, and, you know, I have the TV guide back then. I have the TV guide. Uh, I just read it, and I look at eight o'clock on ABC that night. There was a show called Modern Family. And I said, oh. guys, I got the holiday, Modern Family Day. And then they're like, you gotta take the modern out, and we just settled. We said Family Day. That's the holiday, and so, so that's what's all. I always like Ed O'Neill on. Uh, I'm married with children, so I thought, you know, I let's let's honor that guy. You know, I really love his character on Modern Family, so I said, let's make an Ontario holiday, Canadian holiday about the whole thing. And uh, well, 15 years later, you know, I'm just raking it at this point. It's amazing, guys. I feel great. What a oh story! My. I mean, that is seriously like something out of out of yeah Seinfeld or something. Yeah. I love yeah. that the. The, the leaders of the provincial liberal party would just shoot the shit at a coffee yeah. shop. Just the three and, of us, right? It's, and, and the coffee shop we were at was the Tim Hortons uh, near Queens Park. So. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I guess that I makes perfect one question? sense. One question, Mike? Seriously, yeah. do you remember what you had that day? Do, oh, oh, do I remember what I had that day? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sir. What did I have that day? A Boston cream donut, of course. Oh, of now, course I had a Boston cream donut. But now, Dalton. Boston uh, cream. You're not the premier of Massachusetts. You're the premier of Ontario. I yeah, would have hoped you got Ontario gotta, cream. You got to understand. You got to understand, James. Right? You got to understand. Boston's a Canadian thing now, right? Like with the Boston pizzas in the world and the Boston cream. We're taking Boston back, right? So that's, that's the whole thing. It's very Canadian Boston is now. I nice. didn't know that. We're taking Boston back. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're going to have a Boston day. If, if I get power again, the next holiday's Boston day. Oh, God. What? Hey, <laughs> if that gets Ben Affleck up here, I'd love that because he'd be great to get more of the Hollywood yeah. types up here. I think, yeah. uh, Mr. McGinty, you just secured at least two votes if you ever do decide to run uh, run for office again. And just to, sorry, my mind, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at a man whose mind is blown. I'm just going over the details of the origin of Family Day that you 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 just related to us. Yeah, I'm assuming that was in 2007 when Family 2007, Day first started. 2007, yes, yep. It has all the elements for like a blockbuster movie, and I, I can yep. just see you know I can see someone like Ben Affleck playing you in the in the movie. Yeah, uh, that tells the story of the first Family Day. You yeah. Know? Well, oh yeah. Well, the thing we've we've been talking uh, we've been talking to frantic films. We've been talking to oh, frantic. No way. <laughs> really? We've been talking to frantic films, and they're thinking about making something for us. So yeah, it's a, yeah, and we love Ben Affleck. Yeah, you do a great job. You do, you'd have to shave a bit, of course, but I mean, you do a great job. Would. You look a little like Ben. I could see Ben playing you. You know, yeah. yeah. I'd um, I'd play him. I'd play. I'd, I'm thinking about going into acting a bit now, so I, I'd play him too. No you know, kidding. If you ever, if you ever needed a stunt double or something, you know he's up here in Canada. You know, I, I'd play him for sure, absolutely, yeah. So, Mr. McGinty, are are you saying you want to get involved in in the world of action movies specifically, or? Yeah, I've been I've been handing out my resumes. Yeah, I've been oh action movies. Yeah, yeah, I've been handing out my resumes for the. There's lots of. Uh, I, you know, there's lots of filming going on in Toronto and Ottawa and stuff. And I see a yeah. film shoot and I go up to the cameraman. I hand him my resume. I say, I'd love <laughs> for you to consider me. 
Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it, guys. I'm I'm done with politics. I I'm I want to get into stunts and all sorts of you know maybe writing too. I'd write an action movie. You know, yeah, me Bob, but me Bob and Kathleen Wynn, we're a great little we're great we'd great little thing going on there. So I yeah. think I'd love to get us back together and write now, a little you know, movie. You may have to start small. You might have to start doing commercials and that kind of thing. You know. I- Hey, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I, I've done other. I've, I've done other things I didn't want to do before in the past. So this, that's, that, right. this is just normal, guys. This is just normal. Yeah. You know, they say politics is showbiz for ugly people, but you are the exception um, that proves the rule. Uh, Thank you're you very, so much. Very good looking. Now, back to just if I can, because I'm so curious, and I, I bet our viewers are as well. Um, what is, what was your favorite family day of all, or what, uh, does anything stick out from a family day that, that makes you proud to be the creator of family day? Uh, is, uh, definitely family, family day 2012. Oh, really? Family day 2012, because, you know, the thing is, as you, as you guys have been, have been noticing, like I'm a huge movie buff, right? You know, so. Mm-hmm. So at the time, there was a really a, a, a great Nicolas Cage movie, 2012, out at the time. And I honestly thought I was buying into it, but the, the, what the movie was saying about how the world was going to end in December, I thought it was going to be the last family day. So, so I just, I just really yucked it up. I, I, I was, I was going off my ass. I was just partying in the streets. <laughs> like it was a good one. And then when uh, December rolled around and I had a couple uh, criminal hearings I had to go to because of the things I did on, tw- on the 2012 family day, it wasn't so funny no more, but it was really memorable lot of the time so now, yeah. now dalton i gotta chime in here i just did a quick google i don't think nicholas cage was in 2012 are you thinking of john cusack yeah i i got the two i got the two oh. confused all, i i know i know that confusion could get me blacklisted in hollywood be even saying this because you know they they probably don't like that so i'm sorry i'm apologies to john apologies to nick guys i am so sorry i'm really sorry guys you know please don't blacklist me please you um if if you do run for office again this could come back and and bite <sighs> you uh if your you know opponents use it in an ad saying like dalton mcginty doesn't know the difference between uh nicholas cage and uh, well, john cusack you know, well, I just, I really just handed that to them. Eh? I just, I, I'm gonna I gotta be beating myself up about this for a long, long time. No, guys. you know this what? Is... It's it's a live stream. Mistakes happen. You know, no biggie. I mean, yeah, I'd be, I've been on live TV before, so but it's just been a while. So I, it's 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 never hard, guys. It's never hard. It's never hard. You know, making it making it uh, make it fluff like this on the air. It's just, so I'm, true. I'm just so disappointed in <laughs> myself. Boys. Do you remember your biggest sort of gaff on air? Your biggest flub? Yeah, I uh, I, I, uh, I once. Um, I, I was in a debate, right, with uh, some of the some of the guys at the time. I think you know it might have been uh, it might have been. Oh, we, I think it was John Tory, right? Yeah, it was John Tory, and um, I accidentally um, I accidentally said uh, called him John Shithead. <laughs> oh, I accidentally God. I said I said sorry, John Shit, and then. I said, "Sorry, John, shit headed." That it just, it just, it was, it was terribly embarrassing, guys. Like, that's that's called saying the the quiet part out loud, you know? Yeah, yeah. That I, I, is a gaff. Yeah, that is was, an all time gaff. It was really embarrassing, guys. And I, the, the newspapers went off at me for a while. That oh, you should see the Sun headline the next day. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh man. Well, 
uh, Premier, former Premier McGinty, uh, how have you been spending this unprecedented family day? Because, of course, it's the first family day that's ever happened under a lockdown. Oh, I, I was, uh, I, I was watching Cujo. Hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the Stephen King movie. Yeah, I was watching Cujo, the Stephen King movie. Yeah. With, with your family? Yeah, they love big. big they, they see. See, uh, my 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 young ones. They loved. Uh, we watched all the Beethoven movies. And I said, if you like Beethoven, you're gonna love this. So we watched Cujo. Wow. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, seven and eight. Oh. That feels <laughs> so. They, little... they like dog movies. Yeah, yeah they love dog movies. Oh, right. That feels scary for a kid, no? Uh, well, yeah, they, they were crying. Yeah, they were crying for sure. But you know, it's just natural, right? It's just natural. It's all natural, right? <laughs> I guess it toughens That's them true. up, you know, for the years ahead. For oh, for sure, for life. yeah, for sure, yeah. But you know, we're just having a good time. I like to, you know, I like to do a little director's commentary when we're watching. You know, just tell them some little facts. You know, you know, t- I told them about how Stephen King doesn't remember writing the book and stuff, and they loved hearing my little my little notes. You know, that was that because of cocaine? Yeah, it, it, could, it could be cocaine. It could be alcohol. You never know, right? You know, I, I don't judge. I don't judge, right? Really, I didn't know you were kind of cool about that. You're I, I'm chill. very cool. I'm very cool. Yeah. Do you smoke now, weed? Well, yeah, I can I can say it now, guys. I could I could say it when I was in office, but uh, Dalty smoked weed, yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow, what a scoop! Yeah, this he, is. He this smokes is a exciting. ton. I smoke a ton of weed. I uh, I, <laughs> I smoke a ton of weed. I uh, yeah, I I I was hitting the bog with the kids today for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask a question? When you're sort of partying like that, what music do you listen to? Uh, I I listen I listen to the Baja Men. <laughs> Who let the dogs out, guys? Who let the dogs out? Yeah, I love that. I gotta song. say, I I didn't know that you had this side to you, Mister McGinty. Well, I, like, I thought you were kind of like a button up, kind of straight laced, uh, you know, kind of square guy. But you're you're nothing like that. Well, no, well, no one asked me. No one, no one asked me had questions about me when I was in office. I was a little disappointed by that. They wanted to know all about the policies. They never wanted to know about Dalton. That's sad. Yeah, it's very That's... sad. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's so all nice changing to go now. back the curtain and finally, like, you're such a figure that is so famous and like everyone still. It's like oh, your name is always on our lips. Like Dalton McGinty, what's he's up to? He's like, you know, I it's know. like Drake. <laughs> I know. And it's so nice to peel back the curtain and actually get to know this guy who was just a lightning rod for press and controversy. I know, man. I just I I want people to remember me when I'm gone and that's why I made family day, but I mean I, I, I don't know if that's enough. I was, I asked uh, I asked them when I was in the office, I said, Can I be on the back of the toonie? But they said no. Oh. Oh, you asked them. Yeah, I did. I want to replace the polar bears. I mean, honestly, that makes sense because you're a you know You've done more, arguably, for the country than polar bears have, but that's, yeah, that's well, a different they, discussion, you know? What they do, a Coke commercial? Like, it's, it's, it's just funny. I did a lot more than exactly. that. I made, a ho- I made yeah. Family Day, for God's sakes. Like, it pissed me off. It pissed me off. Pissed me off, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great question. Um, oh, boy. Just looking at it, before we let you go, Dalton, and this has been <clears throat> an amazing interview, I hope, the, I hope this gets picked up somewhere, by the way. This CBC <laughs> quotes this or something. <laughs> Um, we got uh, questions in the comments here. James Malekzadeh, I hope I pronounced that right. I'm okay. sorry if I didn't. Um, he wants to know, how'd you get that freak name? How did I get Dalton? Yeah. Well, uh, 
they I you know what when um when I was born and uh I I got out of my mom and uh, all that stuff <laughs> they said they said to me they said choose a name they said to me choose a name you're kidding as a baby and, and as a baby I, the first thing I I said da da and they were calling me da for a bit they called me da McGitney. but then um but then eventually my next my next word was Elton because of my my mom loved listening to Elton John, so I said they put it together and they said Dalton, and then I eventually became Dalton. That's amazing. Wow. And wait, yeah. you're telling us that happened right after you got out of your yeah. mom? I was very very smart kid, very wow. smart kid. That's, Clearly, that's, wow. And also, that, that was before that was before the weed. Let me just tell you that that <laughs> dumbed down a bit. But I mean, yeah. If they asked you now, what do you want your name to be? You'd probably take a puff and go, uh, "Sorry, what was that question again? What was that?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'd choose something like Doritos or something yeah. like that. Doritos McGinty. South Park. Yeah, Family South Park. Guy. Yeah, I, I like Family Guy. I, I love Family yeah. Guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> you do any impressions of any of the Family Guy characters? <laughs> yeah, I do an impression of uh, Joe. Who's Joe? Oh, the, the the big guy. Okay. Yeah, do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. What, 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 what do you want me to do? Something about Ontario politics? Sure, sure. Yes, yes. Uh, uh Hey, uh, hey, uh, Bob, Bob Ray. Uh, uh, what's with the ratings, Bob? <laughs> Amazing. That's so good, dude. Wow. Hey, uh, Bob. Well, yeah. Right, sometimes it takes me a couple tries to get the voice perfect, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Well, that's great. I love it. You've got a future ahead of you in some part of showbiz. SNL. Uh, Guaranteed, yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. I, I at least I'd, I'd sell for at least a writer's position too. Well, Mr. Michaels, if you're listening, get in, <laughs> get in touch with Dalton. Um, Dalton, Mr. Premier. Thank you so much for joining us and thank explaining you. the mysteries of Family Day. And on behalf of, of this entire show and all of our viewership, thank you for creating Family Day. A happy Family Day to all, and uh, a Family Day to all night. You know, <laughs> sort of like what Santa says, but a little Dalton spin on it. Love it. <laughs> Love that. Have a great night, Mr. McGinty. Thank you, hey, Mr. McGint. You Eat. guys have a great night, too. It's, it's so nice to meet you guys. You too. Damn, what a great guy. I, I have a whole new sort of... Per, I, I'm perceiving him in a whole new way, and I like him. He's not... Yeah, as I was saying, he's not the uh, you know, uptight yeah. guy I thought he was. Yeah. He's chill. He's, I didn't know yeah. he was so chill. Yeah, you know, I feel Mr. like I Doug took a Ford. chance asking the weed question, yeah. but there was just something about his energy. I'm like, this guy just seems. With yeah, it. he seemed like he was on something, right? Well, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, that was fun. Um. Yeah. So we had some fun there with former Premier Dalton McGinty, and now we're actually going to because because this show isn't just about fun and good times and you know Ontario history. Certainly it's also not. about serious topics such as uh, the ongoing pandemic. There's been a lot of talk in the news lately about, you know, this vaccine, that vaccine, you know, give, do I take this one? Do I mix it? Uh, how, do I, how do I do this? You know what I mean? And so we wanted to try and clear up some of the misconceptions and the misinformation out there by talking to an actual medical doctor, didn't we, James? That's right. You know, um, hey, I've been on the record saying you know, is even a vaccine good? Like, I don't know here. Um, so we thought, let's get a doctor on. Let's get an expert's opinion. Let's get our listeners to get the most 
correct information mm-hmm. about about vaccines, what's going on with vaccines, and I understand our guest um, is developing his own vaccine. So I'm I'm very interested in hearing let's, about this. And yeah. this is like you know, let's gonna be um, really good to hear. Let's bring him on. Um, joining us, I, I I assume from the hospital where he works is uh, our guest this uh, episode, Doctor Ahmed. Are you there? Hey, how's it going? Dr. Ahmed, it is a pleasure. Hey, doctor. Yeah, no, thank you. This is my little break room. I got a, got a little, you know, I like made it my own bedroom, you know, it used to be a storage closet. And then I knocked down a few more walls to, to, to you oh, know, just wow. make it, make it more roomy. Yeah, it looks it cool. cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. The, these are the original colors of the wall. I didn't really do much. I put the mirror. That's, uh, that's all me. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it looks oh. like you got something hanging on the wall there over your left shoulder. You got a couple things hanging off the door. Oh yeah, yeah. The mask, uh, the masks over here. As you can oh, see, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to get there. There, you see, I got two masks. <laughs> always make sure, you know, I, unless one gets dirty or like, you know, like I can't find one. I always got to back up there. And uh, smart. Yeah. Do you have you heard these jokes, Doctor Ahmed, where people go because everyone's wearing masks all the time? People are like, mm-hmm. um, when I don't wear a mask, it's like I'm uh, uh, raw dogging the air. You know what? I I have heard those jokes, and I do get what people are saying because you know breathing in the mask is, it's you're still breathing, but you're yeah like there's something different about the air quality. You know, like it's coming through through a cloth and sometimes two three layers of filter. So it definitely when you take off the mask, the air does have a different taste to it, and it does feel like it's Hmm. you know fucking your mouth. Wow, (laughs) I never thought of it that way, but. Yeah, I guess it does feel like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's coming or your from nose. All orifices, you know? Yeah, or your nose. Yeah, that too. Before we get to the vaccine, doctor, is, is this whole thing about you need to wear a mask during sex, is that something you agree with? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up. Oh, Because I don't, I don't want to tell people what to do in the bedroom, but if mm. you are still casually hooking up, for sure, consider a mask um, mm. for you and your partner. Mm. Uh, it will make the interaction a little less fun, but mm. safer. You know, we'll be keeping that that reproductive rate low. That's what we're always trying to do. Well, I'm going to throw out there. I don't know if you've seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut, but there is no. something kind of kinky about covering someone's, or I don't, you know, people wearing a mask and then getting it on. And, you know, it could be kind of sexy. You're each wearing yeah. a mask. Maybe you're in a big mansion. I don't know. There's creepy piano music playing. I mean, you're kind of erotic. Several good points. I, you know, for me, the mask is more of a of a tool to, uh, you know, stop the spread. I right. never thought of it as something yes. that you could also use to turn someone on with. That's because you can see my masks there. Uh, I'm just trying to show my personality for the mask, but I never thought right. of maybe making it something that could also turn someone on. Well, can I? Fair can enough. I just apologize on behalf of the show, Doctor Ahmed? I'd like to apologize for what James just said and trying to. Turn a life-saving, you know, device such as a mask into some sort of weird kink thing. I just like Mike, to apologize. Look, we no. got to humanize these doctors and talk about stuff like sex because people like me were going. I don't know if I trust these doctors telling me you're going to inject me with something that Bill Gates made up. You know, we got to hear their cool side. You know what? I think there's never been a better time to be a doctor. Now, uh, I've this is probably my sixteenth. Press event this week, and you know people want to talk to me, whether it's over phone or or through video here. And I you know I I like it because most of the time, people once I give them a diagnosis or I tell them what's going on, they want me out of the room. 
So this is right. <laughs> this is very nice. This is, this is refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you're like, oh, now you want to talk to me. You know, I, I I've been in that situation before with people. You know, when they want something from you, suddenly they're uh, they're, they're your best friend. But when when they don't need you, they just sort of you know don't, they treat you as if you don't exist. A hundred percent. I mean, I've tried a few times after I tell the patient what's going on. I just linger around the room for a little bit, see if they want to uh, talk uh, about other stuff. You know, I mean, I got hobbies and interests, but usually they just look at me and be like, um, is there anything else you want to right. tell me? I was like, no, is there something you want to tell me? And <laughs> they give me a weird look and I've just, I both, it's awkward, you know? Right. Oh, geez. Really quick again, before we get to the, the, the topic at hand, can I just ask something really quick? I know this is probably annoying and you get this all the time, but mm. can you just look at a mark I have? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely not. Please, yeah, I, I it's can like do that. right oh, here. God. Right, right. So that uh, looks that? like uh, a... <laughs> is that like a mole? Or? <laughs> I mean, the camera quality, it could be anything, but I think it's just that looks like it's just part of your nipple. Uh, oh. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe you've been rubbing it too hard. Maybe the fabric of the clothes that you're wearing uh, it could be it could be irritating it a little bit. I say just keep an eye on it. You know, that's what I say for most things, you know, just yeah. keep an eye on it. When in doubt, say keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. You know, yeah. keep an eye then on if, it. And if something yeah. changes, you know, you know how to reach me. You, you got my email. Very, very true. Uh, James, when you did that, I thought of a joke um, that when you pulled up your shirt, it was like your nipple was raw dogging the air. Mm. You know what? I didn't think of clothes, actually. That's another layer of protection. Unfortunately, like, <laughs> the corona doesn't want to get into our body through our, through our clothes. But if it did, then yes, I agree with you. <laughs> um, oh. Now, I, I don't know if this is bad that I keep delaying our topic, but we did get a question from Red Jayway on our chat. Doctor, hmm. do you have a Family Guy impression? Oh! oh. <laughs> now, okay. we had a guest earlier, I don't know if you saw it, but it was former Premier Dalton McGinty, and he did a Family Guy impression of the character Joe, I believe? Right. Right, yeah. Do you have uh, one? Okay, let me, let me, uh, uh, this is my... Uh, this is my quagmire. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, giggity! Okay. Oh yeah, God, that's him. That's, that's him. Right, giggity. And then if you imagine my neck going back and forth like this, <laughs> that's <laughs> so. him. You know what? If you delivered some life-shattering news to me, and then you poked, like you tapped my shoulder, and then I turned around, you went giggity. I would I instantly forgive you. You know what? I I should I should try to be more silly. You know, I I don't. I don't get opportunities. I was saying, you know, my, my line of work. If I'm on duty, I'm, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoic. But when I'm, you know, once I clock out, I, I'm, I'm I like to think of myself as a kind of fun dude. Yeah, Mister Mister Doctor Ahmed, I have one movie recommendation for you. Mm. Please write this down. Patch okay. Adams. Hold on, let me write, let me write that down. Hold on. Patch Adams. It's about a, right? It's about a very silly doctor who who his medicine is clowning basically. Okay, all right, I'll check that. You know, listen, I'm always, I, most of the shows I'm watching that are, you know, related to my field are, are very serious. I'd like to see one that has a comical spin on it. Great. You're welcome. Great. Well, we've delayed um, the main topic for long enough, I think. Um, you know, people in Canada are wondering where the heck is the vaccine? Which vaccine do I take? Do you have mm. some vaccine news? Um, we, we brought you on to, to inform us and educate us. What is the latest on the vaccine? Well, obviously, we know uh, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are out there. You know, uh, there's there's delays in delivering them, but we know that you know they're pretty effective, and um, mm-hmm. and people, many people who need it, have gotten the doses. But uh, I've 
you know, to try to ramp up the vaccine production in Canada, I've taken it upon myself to a get the formula they're using and b find a way to make it more delicious. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. More delicious. Um, you mean like to um is that like a medical term that I'm not familiar with like a to make it easier to inject or I, right, like that that oh. treatment for my injury was delicious is and you know that's like a no, you know, it's actually it's it's delicious in terms of like uh, tasty, uh, something that goes down well. You know, like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Now, I'm, I, I've okay. taken the I've taken the vaccine and and have made it a, a thick, um, a delicious uh, s- stew that a lasts longer and is is delicious. And and you can you know I, I tell people how to spice it up when they, uh, they're taking it if they don't like some of the ingredients I've used. Right. So this one is not injectable. It is a- it is actually designed to be uh to eaten basically. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Cuz I mean needles people are scared of needles. I think that's uh, uh right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't like it. It's a scary pointy thing, you know. You're like is it going to break? I mean, my fear even as I'm inject people is is it going to break off inside of them? And you're thinking <laughs> really? that is the doctor. I am. I'm I'm scared. I know I know it won't. Like, I got to do something really weird for it to do that. But sometimes I'm like, like this needle is like really thin. I don't, I, do we know how strong it is? Like, what if it? What if it just like? What if I like? I sneezed. Yeah. Oh God. Uh oh. Sorry, sir. That, that, that's <laughs> terrible. That's a bigger mess. They come right. and do some blood work. They they now now I gotta now I gotta do more work. Now you got the bionic man on your hands here. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So. But I guess the difference is I'm trying to think uh, a dose of vaccine that you get from a needle is just mm. a little bit of fluid. How much uh, of the sort of stewy vaccine, stewy family guy, <laughs> how much of the stew <laughs> vaccine uh, do you have to eat in comparison? Uh, well, it's um, I, I give them a small uh, Tupperware container about like, uh, let's say, mm, 100 ml of, uh, of, of stew. And the okay. vaccine makes up less than like three percent of it, but the rest of it, it's like you know, the, the stew's really good. I've gotten like some some really good feedback on it. So I tell people like I don't know which percent of the stew is a vaccine. Uh, I do know the percentage it's in. I just don't know. I couldn't tell you like, oh, take a few bites and you're good. Like I right. just to be safe, eat the whole thing. So has this gone through uh, the normal channels and of and testing and stages that that regular vaccines go through? Uh, you know, I've, no, unfortunately, no. Uh, oh, okay. It's you know those that's a lot of paperwork, and I'm just trying to ramp up because people are dying right now, and and I just want to make sure yeah. that they people who are vulnerable get the vaccine as fast as possible, and uh, so I, I haven't I haven't gone through the proper channels. No, we got a, a question here in the comments. What else is in this? Stew, vaccine yeah. stew. Whatever. Well, the ingredients that I can tell you uh, is uh, there's some oh. potatoes in okay. it. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, for our for our vegetarians, um, I, I got I got like some really good like uh, carrots. Uh, we, got, mm. we got a little bit of you know uh, you know there's, there's some spinach in there as well. That's if you're else. a meat lover, I, I got a I got a nice sirloin that I that I cut up uh, and I put it in there. Um, oh and I can occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll spice it up by adding some uh, some turmeric. You know, uh, some turmeric. Oh, I love turmeric. Yeah, it's, it's a yellow one, right? 
Yes, yes. It's Ooh. like so good. And sometimes I'll, I'll uh, put a little curry flavor on some of them, you know, mm, just like it's mm. right now it's small batches. I'm, I'm hoping to ramp up production. I work uh, in, in a tiny kitchen in my apartment right now and uh, I'm trying to see if uh, I can get into a larger facility and, and hopefully get like a line cooks to make this faster than I can. Wow. Right. So it's, it's mm. it doesn't sound like a yeah a traditional lab uh, grown kind of vaccine at all. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I wear gloves mostly just for sanitary reasons, but um, the rest of it, I like the the pipettes. Just you know, just it's fun. Like you know, just pick up a little bit of stew, put it in my mouth. It's it's, it's silly. It makes me laugh, you know. Uh, but it, right. nothing. It's yeah. This is not following well, normal medical uh, rigor. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask um, now. Like a lot of the problems with vaccine distribution here in Canada, I think, is that you know we really need a lot of them. Like you know, mm. uh, millions and. Do you think you have the production abilities to make like 40 million bowls of soup? I I mean listen, I I'm I'm following the playbook of McDonald's. They started as a small business that has grown into a yeah. billion dollar uh company. And so I know that if I can get the right venture capitalists or funding from the government that I can easily ramp up. Right now I'm on my own just after my my 12 hour shifts i'm i'm cranking out like a hundred a hundred a night you know because it's a hundred ml it's so wait, you're doing a full full exhausting shift at the hospital you go home and you start just cooking a hundred bowls of soup i i do yeah and it's 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 really wow. uh it's affecting me during the day because i am tired i don't have as much energy to get to the patients but once i explain to them what's happening they <laughs> usually tell me that's understandable and you know uh how can we help is what they don't really say. No, really. No, you're the doctor, not me. Don't vaccines need to like go into your blood or something? Well, it, this does. This will eventually get into your bloodstream. Um, uh, the time required is a little different because it depends on like if you've eaten a lot before, then maybe this might this might take a bit of time to digest. But it will eventually get into your bloodstream. Um, it's just I tell people wait a couple of days um, to uh, to to see the effects. Right. Yeah. I, I I'd like to apologize again on behalf of the show. Uh, I knew that soup goes into your blood. Uh, James didn't know that. So. Oh. Okay. No. I, I was. I, th- I thought this was. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, sue me. I didn't know when you eat a bowl of soup, it mixes into <laughs> your blood. Well, I mean, yeah, fact, your body I'm breaks still, down. Still skeptical. Yeah, the body breaks down all the food that you consume, and so it does. You know, it gets all the the, the macronutrients that it needs, and 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 you know, minerals from your food. Uh, but it will just take a little longer than if you were injecting it directly into your hmm. bloodstream. So you're saying, if I, I mean, if I ate a bowl of cream of mushroom soup and then I cut my arm open, would it come out? Not precisely, no. Uh, you'd get mostly blood uh, in that case. Mm. But if we were to test it, there might be some uh, cream of mushroom soup in there. Okay. Mm. Interesting. I have to admit, Dr. Ahmed, all this talk of potatoes and uh, turmeric and stuff, it's got my mouth watering a bit, and I am hungry. I, if I could hold the microphone up to my uh, to my stomach, you'd hear it growling. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, listen, my my soup is it's 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 quite good. And you know what? To be honest with you, like it, I know maybe some of your audience is, is skeptical, as as are you, James. And I understand uh, that. Like you know, you're like why why stew? And yeah, if I'll be honest with you, there actually is a long history of vaccines 
being made by accident in the kitchen. Really? I always yeah. figured it was in a lab and there's some nerd who probably can't cook for worth shit. <laughs> I've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then it's some potion. You're telling me mm. this for this. It's in the kitchen. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, that we tell that story because we want to make medicine seem cool. We want to make the sciences uh-huh. seem cool. Uh, if we told a true story, right. it might make more people go to the culinary arts and there would be fewer doctors. We're already having a doctor shortage as it is. And so we need more people in the medical field. So we tell them these stories because that's what's easily digestible, you know? Right. Digestible. (laughs) Um, And uh, no, don't, don't apologize. Uh, What are, uh, do you have any sort of um, examples of like the history of, of medicine sort of uh, mixing with, you know, culinary experiments um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for instance, polio uh, that started oh. as a. If you guys are familiar with horchata, it's like a, it's a, a it's a drink, a rice drink. Um, mm-hmm. So it first started where um, the scientist that was um, working on the polio vaccine in in his kitchen um, just was really hungry, uh, but wanted some a little palate cleanser before eating, and was making himself some horchata when he actually knocked over the vial that contained the vaccine into the orchata and he was like, well, I don't want this to go to waste. So he actually went around and inoculated some of the people who lived in this area, didn't tell them that they were being inoculated, but then saw the effects were like, whoa, it tastes good. And people like, wow. wow. Like these people so totally do not have polio. Yeah. And so he was like, I mean, I could try to like, you know, I could try to go to like now get this rigorously tested, go through different stages, or I can just, make orchata which is so cheap to make and just right. give it out to people in the neighborhood and, and i mean obviously big companies got a word of it and then they took the they took the you know the formula from him and and mass produced it but they took the orchata part out of it oh god i hope he got some money from from for his troubles you know i mean they bought him out uh you know i mean having doctor i'm not really good with contracts and, and neither was he so uh, i just don't know if he got the, good, the best value for uh what he right. made it sounds like Big Pharma is going after these cook doctors mm-hmm. and not, you know, and and taking away their their livelihood. It's, you know, honestly, it, it does hurt my heart because a lot of doctors like we how we how we, you know, like it's so stressful working in this field. Uh, so a big way we unwind is through cooking that helps, you mm-hmm. know, you center yourself you make something there's a little patience involved in making a dish and and you know so a lot of us are really good cooks like you look at the chief medical officers those people can throw it down in the kitchen fauci fauci (laughs) fauci Fauci, oh forget an omelet that guy makes the meanest brisk i've ever had honestly Brisk. I've heard rumors about that isn't brisk where you circumcise a baby brisk 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 oh brisk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no i mean that, hey, i'm that, not claiming terrible yeah i you don't do that in the kitchen yeah no, no uh, definitely not no, um, you that's a good point unless you're eating messy. you know calamari yeah, yeah no brisket steak can yeah, i just yeah, i have heard we're talking about fauci i have heard that he's an amazing yeah uh like uh brisket like an eggs cook but i've heard he's a devil in the kitchen too if you come in he's like get out of my kitchen this is my you know this is my uh domain and he won't let yeah. you in are oh, you yeah, like no, that i am um, uh, you know uh, 
a little bit. You know, if I'm in the zone and you're not moving fast enough, because you know, there's all mise en place, right? You got to have your, all your ingredients laid out. And if I, yeah. someone wants to help me out and they're messing up my mise en place, I'll get them out of there. I'll be like, get out of here. I don't, I don't need you here because you're slowing down the process. And what exactly. was meant to be, uh, you know, a very calming process has become now stressful, like my work, and I don't know. I don't want to remember work while I'm at home. Yeah. Amen. Have you ever thought about in a few years time, maybe, uh, you know, putting down your stethoscope and hanging up your white coat and, um, and putting on a different white coat? <laughs> yes, exactly. A chef's coat and starting your own uh, restaurant. I, you know, I, I, right now, I, it, it seems like a far fetched dream, you know, because I don't have the capital right now to, 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 you know, to go in that direction. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I see Chef Ramsay, and I'm like, that guy's really mad. You know, I know I could be a more calming presence, you know, and make I can yeah. probably I can make better food than him. I'll say you know it. What? I think I can make better food than him. You can make wow. a, you can make a great meal <laughs> and check out somebody's mole all in one. He can't do that. I mean, he's not he going to look at your mole. He no, might know no. like you know the food chemistry better than I do, but he does not understand the human body. No. Imagine no. if you were at one of Chef Ramsay's restaurants and. Um, I don't know, you have a stroke. Are you going to ask him, like, Chef Ramsay, uh, heal this man? Do you know what would happen? He would just sort of look at you like this and go, I, I don't know what to do. But whereas yeah, you, exactly. you'd be able to save that man, you know? Absolutely. And 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 save them with enough time so that their food doesn't go cold, you know? Well, they'll be so thankful and still have a warm meal. That is beautiful. So oh informative. God. And, you know, this is why, you know, everyone's always so mad about, oh, McDonald's adds chemicals to their food or whatever. I'm not saying McDonald's does. Give me a break, guys. We should be adding these medicines to our food. Mm-hmm. These big corporations, it's good. Yeah. Look at these I mean, soup vaccines, guys. Open your eyes. Listen, there's a reason why kids' Sorry. multivitamins taste so good. You know, we could give it to them in a non, you know, in a, in a formula that isn't at, doesn't taste like strawberries or oranges mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. other flavors. Mm-hmm. But we know that like kids like candy, and you can get a kid to have candy more than you could get a kid yeah. to have just an actual pill. Like instead of you know childish flavors like blueberry or tutti frutti, it'd be nice if a a vitamin was like, oh, it's risotto flavored, or you know. Exactly. Um, Sirloin we steak or you know. vitamins for the foodie generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are all foodies now. Absolutely. I'm sick of this shit. Flintstone bullshit. I'm, I'm tired. And, you know, I'm Give hoping that this vitamin. will. Honestly? Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you, James. I, I just feel like this is just the beginning of food and medicine coming together. Mm. And mm. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what the future is. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, from now on, like we can, yeah, we don't have to give people like you know morphine through a drip. You know, we can just give them a morphine shake or something, or we can give them like I don't know, like put morphine in like a nice ice sundae, morphine pate. Yeah. Yes, elevate the elevate yeah, the yeah. medicine. You know, yeah. Yeah. and he comes sick. in a, a butler wearing you know a black suit and has like a, a silver platter and like ding your morphine, madam. You oh, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. How then. how nice would it be? You get a morphine and it's on a dish with a nice little like you know little, little like little drizzle on the side and you're mm-hmm. it it's not only you're gonna be relieved of the pain, but you just had a nice dish. Yeah. 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 When I do morphine recreationally, it's such a to do. There's a needle, there's the drip, it's like pain in the ass. If it was just, mm-hmm. yeah. You mm-hmm. know, on sushi, yeah, pate. I mean it would be so much so much nicer. 
I mean, it would have to be like a lot of course because usually the drips are the bag is quite a lot of solution. Mm-hmm. So right. I imagine like we make it a fifteen course small meal, you know, <laughs> just a little bit, a little tapas. bit of morphine. Yes, there tapas. we go, tapas. There we go. Well, <sighs> I'm I'm just so hungry I could uh, you know throw a rock through my window, um, <laughs> and I'm so glad that we were able to talk to you, Doctor Ahmed. Um, are you? Um, have you had your dinner tonight so far? Speaking of food, uh, uh, you know, no, I haven't. I think I think today, I I, I hate to admit it, but I, I'm going to order in. Okay, oh, okay. the yeah. chef is ordering in. Hell, must you've be earned it? Yeah, it's over. No, yeah, it's uh, you know, I want to support local businesses too, but uh, uh, it's just yeah, today I just didn't have the time. Great. Right. Well, um, I think we're out of time here, uh, Dr. Ahmed, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. And you really helped inform our audience uh, a lot. And we're, yeah, we're of really course, thankful I'm glad to that. help. And if anyone wants to hear more about my stew, uh, please, I'm, uh, I'm starting a website right now. It's on uh, Whatapad, but uh, look for whatapad.com forward slash Dr. Ahmed. You'll find my recipe for the stew on there. It's just a stew without the vaccine. Obviously, you gotta <laughs> got to reach out to me personally for the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah, listeners, uh, viewers, hit up that link. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Dr. Ahmed, for joining us. Of course. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Thank you, Dr. Ahmed. Well, oh, Michael, wow. That was very interesting. I felt like we learned a lot. I mean, we're, we're, we're basically, as it happens right now, the, the, the CBC show, we're giving info. People yeah. are loving it. And a little um, bit more hard hitting, a little bit more honest, a little bit grittier, yeah. and so it's great. Yeah, we've had uh, Dalton McGinty and Doctor Ahmed, and uh, I guess that's about it for this live stream. Yes, thank you, uh, everybody who watched. We're really grateful, and all the comments. Thank you. Uh, thank we you. appreciated that so much. Uh, don't forget, you could download this as a podcast every week. And um, thank you if you're listening on podcast. And um, I suppose we should thank Ben Stagger and. He there played he Dalton McGinty. Yeah, well, let's not break the fourth wall too much. But uh, and uh, Gulet Abdi as well. You know, he played and a different character. Yeah, Michael. Let's not not, uh, not Dalton. Not break the fourth yeah. wall. It's very confusing for people. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, thanks, Bad Dog Connor Lowe was uh, our producer. Uh, you know, tech guy. He did a great job. And uh, Sonar Network. And um, also, I guess we should say. Find us on patreon.com slash landlord tenant if you want to uh, support the darn show. Yes. Uh, thanks so much. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Stay cool. Stay cool.